Welcome to the Crime Brought to Light podcast. My name is Ethan, and today we will be diving headfirst into what media called the, quote, TikTok murderer clout chaser, Zachary Latham. Normally, I go through multiple sources to get my information, but what better source than the person that was there? In just a few moments, we will be interviewing Zach, but before I begin, I wanted to announce that I am officially on Twitch. Currently, I stream on Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Every week. Without further ado, let us begin. What made you want to start TikTok? I really started TikTok as a joke. My girl at the time, every night when we would go to bed, she would scroll through TikTok and it was annoying. So I would make fun of her. So one day she was like, oh, you're just mad I have more followers than you. So I'm like, all right, that's it. I'll download it. Mm. So I downloaded it and I posted uh, one of my latest uh, racing videos. And I woke up to 15,000 followers. TikTok is definitely one of those apps that can definitely give you fame overnight. So yeah. in terms of like the quote unquote Karen videos, obviously your TikTok account was taken down before all of that. So I wasn't even aware of like, I from what I know is just based off of what articles say. So yeah. when was like the first Karen video posted? Oh, <laughs> uh, the first, first Karen video was, I believe it was April 13th because they tried to bring it up in trial. What ensued, like, were they just, like, mad at you for, you know, your loud car, or? Literally, I was driving past my house mm-hmm. in my Corvette, and, you know, it's a it's a built, straight-piped Corvette. It's ridiculously loud. And I noticed this lady just yelling at me when I drove by, so I kind of thought it was funny. So I just rolled down my window, and I was like, why are you yelling at me, Karen? And then just escalated. I, I had no idea. I had no idea she was even in the neighborhood. Like, I had no idea who she was. Did that video blow up as well? Yeah, that's what... I believe that one got, like, 300 million views. The original video was... It was pretty viral. You know, in the video, the guy pulls up in the truck. He storms up the driveway, stuff like that. So did you guys know them prior (laughs) to that? Oh, yeah. We had interactions with them before the, the, you know, the fatal day. You were 18, correct? I was 18... for about nine days yeah okay so you were living at home i i take yeah i was living with my my nonna no one even tried to talk to me or anything you know Mm -hmm. i was at trial they were trying to say that i defamed them on the internet and i embarrassed them but if they live four houses down from me you know they never came and asked me hey can you take this down because I would have took it down. It's not a big deal. On the day that everything unfolded, what led up? So is the person recording the video? Is that his wife? From which point of view? The one that I had saw was like, they were already in the driveway and they were saying back up. Um, is that the one with the the bicycles pulling up? Yes. (laughs) That was my ex-wife recording. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was her. Okay. Because in the reports, they were saying that that was the his wife recording and in my mind i was like it doesn't make sense why she's saying back up and yeah it didn't there is a video of her from her driveway that was used in trial but that's the only video i don't know if the people who are going to be listening to this have watched it but in the video the guy's pulling up in the truck there's also i take his kids that are on the bikes yeah so they come up and he just kind of storms up the driveway what led him to drive to your house the whole ordeal happened because they say I tried to hit his son on a bike and all this BS. But if anyone watched the trial, they would know that the judge gave the jury instructions 
to disregard the statement that there was even a video and that I did that because when the family was asked to produce video footage from their ring doorbell their system magically wasn't working that day and all they had was a still shot so the jury was literally instructed to pretty much believe that they were lying you can totally avoid this question but like when everything was unfolding did he attack you first or like what happened on that day well i actually have the full unedited video if you ever want to see it but what happened was you know he followed us home after clear as day i didn't hit his wife like it was shown at trial my lawyer embarrassed the state prosecution with that argument and she pretty much just lined her husband up to get killed because i can't even really be mad at him because as a man he was doing what he thought he should do because i know if someone hit my wife i'd probably go to his house there. would i go there with my kids and try and kill him no but I would have been mad. So I can't even really be mad at him. So he was armed whenever he was in the garage? I was armed. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I heard, get the gun. Get the effing gun. When I when I started to walk out, that's what I heard. Mm -hmm. Watching the video, he, he was telling his sons to try and get my gun that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. But from my point of view, that's what I heard. So, you know, I'm instantly in, oh, crap, he has a gun. Common sense would tell him to get his kids and get off of the property. They make me out to be the bad guy. I don't get it. And it was ruled in court that it was self-defense, correct? Yeah, my case actually changed some of the laws and the statutes for self-defense. I'm not going to say names, but I've had multiple family members reach out to me and say that they forgive me and that they all blame his wife and not me. From what I've read, I mean, granted, it's, you know, a lot of it's just surface level, but like none of those articles even mentioned that. It's definitely a very interesting perspective. After everything unfolded, you know, you're arrested at that point. I'm dumbfounded when it comes to this. Do you know where those rumors started that you did all of this just for clout? Uh, literally, you know, when it happened and they took me to jail, I was in jail for like 11 days until they released me. Mm -hmm. When I got home, and I just typed my name in Google. I was just dumbfounded. I'm like, what? The news just literally no truth. No one reached out to me. I had a gag order so that I I wasn't even allowed to speak or I was threatened jail time by the state of New Jersey. But the family had no gag order until like eight months down the road. How has your life changed since like released and all that stuff? Uh, it sucks, you know, before I went to jail, you know, I had a good life. I lived in like half a million dollar house. I was driving a Viper and a Corvette to high school. I had a beautiful wife. I was in the army. I was famous on TikTok. Chilling. And then I go to jail. My name is ran through the mud. Numerous YouTubers, TikTokers, Instagrammers just made ridiculous amounts of money off of me just monetizing off of lies, which I mean, I can't wait for them to get the lawsuits that are coming. No amount of money is going to fix the damage that was done. Even me trying to find a job is hard because I'll have a job and then my manager or, an or one of the employees will recognize me and then they'll say, oh, he's a murderer. Then I'll get fired. It's, it's, a, it's a pain. Or I'll be out in public and someone will recognize me. People act like I'm like Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, How do those interactions typically go when someone recognizes you? Sometimes it'll be people... Like, oh, you're the you're the dude from TikTok, you know, just blase blase. But then mm -hmm. other times people are like, oh, uh, 
you're a murderer, you know, you're going to get what's coming to you, this, that, and the third, because, you know, I still have another open, active case. I'm, I'm still facing that, so people still assume that I'm just on the spree. No one, no one really knows the truth, and it's annoying. Do you have any regrets from that day? I regret that he died, because at the end of the day, you know, they lost a dad, and it, the whole thing was stupid. Like, it ruined both of our lives for absolutely no reason when all I had to do was talk to me. But I don't regret me protecting myself. I gave them fair warning, showed them I was armed. They knew I was in the army because I was all over TikTok in my uniform. I don't understand in what world a father will bring his family to go try and kill someone who's in the army, who's armed, and just have no disregard for his family's safety. It's it's mind-boggling. I know a lot of people who are in the true crime community. And like, I remember back in 2020 when this was all happening, like that was all my For You page was, was just like people talking about everything. TikTok killer kills Karen, neighbor for clout. And it's just like, if you were trying to get clout, like I know people do crazy things to get clout, but I know that you would not take someone's life for clout. I mean, who would do that? That's it's, not gonna get anybody clout. That's the clout. stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, let's kill someone, put it on the internet, and then go to jail for life. In all of these interviews, I always stay neutral just because it's always hard to pick sides. You know, there's like, you know, there's two sides to every story. It's mind blowing to see how the the media has its way of twisting a case that's like, you know, people love to talk about true crime and be like, oh, what's your favorite case? And like, what's the best thing you've heard about true crime? And I'm like, am I supposed to have a favorite true crime case? Like, yeah, I right. find them interesting, but I'm not over here fangirling over someone who got murdered and i think what the media forgets <laughs> is like these are real people these are real lives yes yeah. and so like you know someone making a video about you saying oh tiktok murderer for clout they might be thinking like oh it's harmless they're not even ever going to see it but then you are over right. here you know going to jail losing your house all of this stuff the purpose of this interview honestly is to not only let your story be told but also let people realize that like what they say matters and it's important to make sure your facts are right, especially if you have an audience. That's all the questions I've had. Do you have anything that you want to say? Pretty much, I just want to say that like, you know, you can't believe what you see on the internet. You know, the internet is just one, the internet and the news is just propaganda. Like I remember there was a segment on Inside Edition. I had my own like 30 minute segment on national television and they were showing videos of one of my friends, I'm not going to say, but they took their TikTok videos, put them on national television and said it was me. I was I was a hot topic. So people see me and they're like, oh, good way to get a couple hundred thousand views at least. Let's go defame this kid so I can try and get a little bit more clout. Even now that I'm free, I still have people giving me death threats and which I find comical, but it's like people just like they're just a-holes for no reason like if anyone took the time because my trial was on television national television every day the whole trial you can go find online right now if you watch it every day and you see the evidence that was in my case and you listen to my lawyer's arguments and stuff that actually happened you'd sit back and be like wow i was wrong thank you so much for coming out here and speaking with me and just kind of 
letting me see the other side to the story. I really appreciate that. Of course, and thanks for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed that video. Reminder, a friendly way to support me is by rating this, liking, subscribing. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And without further ado, I will see you guys next, next Sunday. Stay safe.